Bloody Elbow presents Care Don't Care, the show that determines the most and least interesting fights on upcoming UFC events and sometimes strays outside of MMA into general pop culture. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, John S. Nash, and Eugene S. Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of Care Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined by Eugene S. Robinson, author of Fight, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass-Kicking, But We're Afraid You Get Your Ass Kicked for Asking, and host of the Show Stomper podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, and owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack. I'm also joined by John Nash, host of the Show Money podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, and Bloody Elbow's chief financial columnist. Now today, we're going to be looking a couple of weeks ahead to UFC Vegas 61 because we've got two weeks off. But before we do, we're going to take a look back and see how we fared on last night's card. And then even before that, we're going to turn it over to Eugene because he has some big news and I'm so happy for him. Eugene! Well, uh, I don't know if it's uh, for me to say, but uh, I think that if everyone here could kindly step to the rear and, and let a winner lead the way, that would be great. Having just gotten after 12 years of servile tutelage, I finally got my black belt uh, today in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So th- th- there, there is that, uh, as well as the Stockholm Syndrome I have from where I trade, which has me completely believing I do not deserve it. But at least now I have it. You do have it. And I am super stoked for you. Uh, were, were you surprised? Did they? Yeah, I, well, yeah I was surprised. I was surprised. Uh, uh, I, you know, always I'm about three years behind in my estimation. So I figured I had about three more years to go at Brown Belt before I felt like I deserved it. But it, it's traditional. He's always that's always been the gap. Uh, and I've been training with Sorrell since I was a, a blue belt. So, um, well, it's official. Sorrell's a McDojo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, you got to realize it's not real for him until he gives you the certificate. And so it could be 11 months before I see that certificate. So it's just a it's just a piece of cloth until then. Oh, I think you're going to get it real soon. Yeah, the, the certificate. Well, I'm teaching class this week. So, yeah, there is that. This is like the antitrust lawsuit. You know, you get class certification. You get, now you just got to wait for the written opinion to be posted a year and a half later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. The, the, the black belt thing is that kind Oh, of... yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you, you're wearing it on your head. <laughs> we got another season. <laughs> well, look at that interesting headband he's got on. Yes, it is, isn't it? <laughs> All right. So we are going to talk about some fighting and we had some pretty good fights on this card. Overall, it was a decent card. I wouldn't call it great, but it was solid. Uh, there were some good fights. There were a couple of snoozers, but not too many. I would, Out of uh, 12 fights, I think um, I would say nine of them were good. Really good. I, I only watched five. Okay. Which we'll, well, we'll start at the top and work our way down. We got to talk about Corey Sandhagen defeating Song Yadong, but... I will say this, the scorecards had them almost dead even uh, mm. going into that fifth round because they had Song Yadong winning the first two. And that is how mm-hmm. I had it as well. 
Yep. And then Sandhagen was handily handily won rounds three and four. And if it hadn't been for that cut, I think we might have seen something different happen. But I will say this. Corey Sandhagen is such a smart guy. I loved his post-fight interview. I love the fact that he said, you know, I want to... I want to make sure that I'm winning these fights. I got to stop rushing in there and trying to be exciting because that's not paying the bills. You Mm -hmm. know, that was basically the gist of it. And then they asked him, who do you want? Anyone above me. And I want it for Christmas. He does not Mm -hmm. want to wait. He said, give me somebody for Christmas. And you know what? I want them to give him somebody for Christmas because he gets somebody for Christmas. We all get a Christmas gift. Um. Yeah, it, 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 Mistress for Christmas, the, mm-hmm. the easy DC song. But I think I, I, I'm back and forth on this, and I'm back and forth and thinking. First of all, he correctly put a frame around the kind of caution that seems to start to gift it onto onto people when they get in the top five. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm I'm just trying to win. I, yeah, you know, I did all the flashy stuff to get here, all the chance taken to get here. I'm trying to incrementalize myself up to a championship and I don't screw you if you don't like it. But I've been back and forth on this, uh, on, on the cut. And, and I started to think like I was disgusted. My first response was I was disgusted. I turned it off. I didn't even hear the fight. His, his post fight commentary. I was like, he, he was losing this fight before that in my mind. And so, you know, God favored him this day because, you know, dude had a cut and they said, oh, I can't go on. But then I started to think overnight, I started to think, well, of course, for that to be for me to be correctly angry, I would have to assume it was an accident. And then by the time morning showed up, I said, that wasn't an accident. No, that wasn't an accident at all. That was fully (laughs) intentional. It's like if it knocks him out, fine. If it cuts him, fine. I'll take the win any way I can because, you know, it wasn't my determination to stop it. The ref had made a decision that that big gaping wound in his head was enough to stop the fight. Screw you. I won it fair and square. And so that's where I ended up by this, by showtime. I'm like, Sandhagen is a man. He deserved it. And uh, screw you if you don't like it. You know, God favored him that day. Whatever. You know, sew it up yourself. Make it stop bleeding. I can't help you. It's not my fault. Your your skin is thin. (laughs) And then he targeted it constantly. Very sound game plan. He yep. knew exactly what he was doing, and he was using that elbow constantly. I really love yep. it. And that's become a go-to weapon for him. It used to be that we would see him just constantly ripping that left to the liver. And mm-hmm. now he's added some more tools and weapons to his game. I am so impressed with them, But I'm also impressed with Song because... What you first led with your your um, your commentary there was that at first you were thinking um, he didn't go for it, but mm-hmm, you know who mm-hmm. did? Song went for it, and they were only yep. separated, I believe, by two ranks or one rank or something like that. But yep. Song went for it. Song is only twenty four, and that was his twenty seventh fight, so he yeah. has room to grow. But I think he was doing great in those first two rounds. And if it yeah, hadn't been yeah. for the cut, which he received at the end of the first round, we, again, might have seen something entirely different. Sandhagen might have still won, but we might have seen Song draw out the dog in him. John, yeah. let me hear from you. 
Oh, you want me to put my thoughts on what I thought of the fight? Yes. I, I I had the card on, but I had a lot of stuff going. I didn't really care about this card, as everybody knows. And there was a big boxing event that ended up being kind of a stinker, too, later. So I wasn't – but I had it on. I watched it. And I thought it was very ungentlemanly of Sanhagen to, to, to focus on such a vicious cut. That is not That is not good game right there. Hmm. That's not corking. That's not sporting at all. What's that book that came out in the '60s? How to uh, on, on being a, a good gentleman uh, sportsman? But it was mm. sarcastic. Mm. I can't remember. Anyways, no, I just thought it was brutal. It was a, it was a. He had a gigantic cut. He had a Marvin Eastman cut. Yeah, yeah. that's what I remember. I remember doing stuff, looking up, and then going, "My God, that's disgusting." Mm. See, I looked at it and I thought to myself, "Man, Eugene just turned off his TV." No, no. Actually, I remember the Marvin Eastman one, and that was more horrifying. This one, given that it was on the eyebrow where the hair is, I didn't really. It didn't really bother me that much. You know, it didn't really bother me that much. I'm more. I'm more susceptible to squeamish, to arm breaks, leg leg breaks, uh, things that could happen to me in the, on in the, the course of my daily jiu-jitsu training, and uh, you know, and I get hit in the face quite a lot, but. N- nothing with that kind. And if it's on the eyebrow, I, you know, who was it that Paul Felder was going, oh, every time you touch it, it stings and da da da. Yeah, you know what? I would rather be hit there than to get a. I, I would rather be hit there than get a Robbie Lawler, right? If you remember that his, mm-hmm. li- his yeah. lip was split. That was fairly oh, yeah. horrifying. And that I could not watch. I See, I thought this was horrible. Wasn't that horrifying? Because I agree, the eyebrow just makes it look like it's a thicker eyebrow. But until yeah. the corner man came in and they did the over the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, and he saw yeah. him open it for a little bit. You're like, okay, yeah. I didn't need, I didn't need to see yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually yeah. kind of a dangerous cut, though, because they kept the the doctor let it go on. He checked him several times, and he kept letting it go on. And Corey Sandhagen kept targeting it, so it just kept splitting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. I feel that that is going to be detrimental to him later on. Look at all the problems that the Diaz brothers have because they took so much damage over their eyebrows. I remember Nick Diaz had a surgery to shave down the scar tissue under his eyebrows. Yeah, so, which helped. Yes, but only to a certain degree. It's still quite easy to cut him. And, and the same with um, with Nate. Song is also, getting... I, be, I I believe they shaved down the bone as well. Yeah, because it was think... it was a bone underneath that was causing the problems. But yeah, uh, I believe Song might end up with issues like that too. And what really bothered me was Team Alpha Male in his corner in that fourth round, going into the fifth round. If the doctor hadn't stopped it, they were trying to pump him up to send him back out, despite the fact he was telling them that he could not see anymore. And I hated mm. that. I hated listening to them tell him, get back out there. You got one more fucking round. Get out there. Get out there. And that bothered me. That bothered that's me to in, That's no insane. Because yeah. it's, it's a, I mean, like you said, it's in a bad spot. It's right over the eye, which means the blood is going to go in. It's not on the side where it you know, misses the eye. It's going right. You're blind. That left eye is not useful in a fight. And not only they, that, it was it was falling down so much, the flap of flesh that had split. By the time they stopped the fight, it was literally folding over his eye. How long before another hit had maybe caused damage to the eye underneath because so much of the flesh was hanging over like that? So I, I just didn't like the, the cornering for Song at all. But overall, it was a good fight. You know, it was it was a solid fight. I didn't mind it. 
he's a phenomenal fighter as well. I mean, really, you know, uh, barring that, I mean, keep in mind, if I'm him, I don't feel like this was a loss, you know. I don't stop In my mind, a stoppage is not a loss unless I can't, you know. Doctor made a determination I could continue because of this, but, you know, you didn't beat me, so. Yeah, and he also fought with a handicap for much of the fight. You know, gobs of blood in your eye. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. 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 All right, we're going to move on to the second gruesome cut. Now, this one, in my opinion, was much worse. Oh, my God. Now, this cut was in the middle, in between the eyes, across the bridge of the nose. But, again, it was allowed to go on. I mean... The the ringside physician, I can't decide if I loved him or hate him last night. But my goodness, I guess I loved him in this particular fight because Gregory Rodriguez was able to come from behind and defeat Chidi and Jukwani, who completely crumbled when he got hit good. Who didn't crumble? Gregory Rodriguez. That's who didn't mm-hmm. crumble. But I looked at the, the photos... Oh, my gosh. They had a photo of him on the table right before they stitched him up. And the yeah, I was so bad that, at that. Yeah, they had yeah. the muscle. There's a muscle that runs right down. Okay, all right. Stop, Eugene. <laughs> Anyways, that muscle that makes your brows furrow. And then, you know, when you draw your brows together, like like Eugene does whenever he sees John Nash. <laughs> that muscle was exposed i mean my god that was that's by far worse than marvin eastman that's the worst cut i've ever seen in a fight that was insanity eugene yeah i'm not seeking that out oh no not at all but what did you think of gregory rodriguez coming from behind I, I think Gregory uh, uh, Rodriguez had decided that there was no way that he's going back to work in a factory and just, it just, you know, and if you remember the distance in reach was like five inches. So I think if uh, 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 Chitty Chitty had, had said, had thought about that and it, 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 it put himself, there's some cats who would actually have put themselves right on the edge of being close enough to hit, but for, far enough away so they didn't get hit. And his ring, his cage IQ didn't seem to be enough. So he just kept putting himself right in Rodriguez's dead zone and got deaded, you know. Um, I was I was really hoping that he would pull he would pull it off, but this was like it was clear that what was happening was the tougher guy was winning this fight, and uh, and ultimately that's the name of the game here. So um, I mean, and, and I don't mind it because I don't see them either either one of them being damaged by this. They burnish both of their brands, you know. Or, or should they be sitting atop astride the cage, making the belt symbol? No, they shouldn't have been doing that, you know. He didn't uh, though. But, he didn't. Yeah, no, I know he did not. But uh, what I'm saying is that, uh, you know, they, they are entertaining cares. And uh, I think there's maybe an upside to Rodriguez that uh, that, got, he, that he snatched away from from Chitty. So can I tell you something funny? You should uh-huh. pat yourself on the back because you are exactly twice as old as Gregory Rodriguez and you look younger than him. Do you know he's only 30 years old? 
Yeah, that blows my mind. <laughs> Seriously. I, I, yeah, I thought he was like 30 years old, like a Dominican baseball player. He's 30, but he's really 65, you know. So, uh, you know. <laughs> um, so. John, what do yeah. you think? Did you get to see any of it? Did you get yeah, to I see did. A part of it. I mean, I was at, I actually, I, I worked all yesterday at the office. I have a screen up and I was watching it. And the first, after the first round of the cut, I thought Chidi was going to run away with it. And so I kind of stopped paying attention until the end of the fight. I saw the comeback and the and pound him out on the ground. So I was surprised by that. The eye though was that I mean the uh, the cut was pretty disturbing because I couldn't. There's an old movie in the '80s that Stuart Gordon did called From Beyond. It's based on the Lovecraft story, but yes. he changed a lot of it. And remember the the third eye that kept coming out of the, the middle of the forehead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the uh, I had visions of that during that while watching that all the time. So I, I was like, this, this is I'm not feeling well. I had the same. I actually tweeted that that thing looked like a freaking third eye in there. So good for Gregory Rodriguez. Chidi, I wish he hadn't crumbled. I mean, it was too soon for him to turtle up like that and 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 go out like that. I would like. You also he also seemed to be having cardio issues, mm-hmm. right? So I'd like to see him uh, fix some things because he was on a a good run there. And uh, I like the guy. And holy crap, I had never heard him speak until yesterday. Yes. Dude sounds like Barry White. I was looking forward to him being on the mic afterwards. They should get him to be the new uh, UFC announcer. Man, he is amazing. Well, well, but, you know, uh, DC was going nuts about his voice. So that worked. Yeah, 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 but I mean, what, I mean, I'm not Bruce Buffer's terrible. Uh, uh, yeah, Bruce Buffer's terrible. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that would be, I would replace him or or put him on the guy that does the does the introductions at the beginning. No, of the I, like, I, I like Bruce Buffer more. Sexy. More importantly, I, I want to I'm want to bring back Goldberg. I'm gonna start militating for that. Oh God, <laughs> I just I, I all I gotta say I'm just I'm happy for uh, Rodriguez because based on now learning that he's 30, that man's had a hard hard life and he deserves this. He needs <laughs> this break. Mm. All right, next up, Andre Feely proving that he is the ultimate Gicta. Getting that win over <laughs> ba- Bill Algeo and uh, both of these guys put on a good performance. They were going hell for leather. And Bill Algeo was not going gently into that good night. He was fighting tooth and nail against all those submission attempts. And I got to give him snaps for that. I thought it was a great fight. But Feely, I just can't depend on him at all. Man. Yeah. I, I, I You know what? Uh, this was an, a prime example of, of the normalization of, of the sport. Like, like I watched it. And I, I enjoyed it. I feel a life if you can't tell who won the fight. <sighs> I mean, I know somebody won, and I have a pretty good memory about this kind of thing, but I don't remember who won. Andre Feeling. I watched the whole. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying. Oh yeah. It, it's it's like candy or what people used to say about Chinese food. You know, I, I, how is it that instantaneously? Like I, I, I did this thing. There's a guy I went to college with named Tom Wilson. And I go, that guy would make a perfect spy because the second you meet him, you've forgotten that you met him. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I feel about this fight. Did anybody advance? Did anybody slip back? No, 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 forward motion? This was pure filler. These guys are not. Ready. Yes. And this was filler. This was basically Andre Feely's, you know, got a win kind of fight. So. And also, then the, the the sad story afterward, 
I, Ooh, I don't, I'm sorry to be I'm sorry to be kind of a prick about this, but it starts to you know what? If if you if you're overcome with emotion in the moment and you just kind of want to explain to people where your head is at and what's going on, that's fine. I'm starting to feel like this has something to do with uh, bonuses, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, he didn't get one, so. Yeah, so it didn't work. I don't right. think it was in, about bonuses. I just think that he was overcome, and that, yeah, okay, that, that's, that's kind of a that's kind of a big thing. So we're gonna move on to Joseph Pfeiffer. Good lord! I mean, dang, <laughs> that was some right cross. Uh, it, this fight was custom designed for Joseph Pfeiffer to have a showcase win, though. That's exactly why they booked this fight. And he yep. did. He got a showcase win. He got a bonus for it. Alan Amadovsky, I mean, he, he's basically, I'm sure he's going to be out of the UFC at this point, but he was set up as a stepping stone for Pfeiffer. He had troubles making the weight. I mean, this this was just cartoonish. What mm. did you think? Um. I was I was shaking my head about in any case it seemed to be like the crawly bum lick stuff seemed to be continuing from last fight to this one where everybody talking about how great Dana is and that I just uh, you know I you know what it's like that scene from Empires of the Sun where uh, John Malkovich's first scene where the guy says uh, I'm pick up that rock says a Japanese soldier and I'm an officer of the British Army and they cave his head in with the gun and Malkovich dr- jumps out of the train and the guy goes oh I'm okay okay and Malkovich looks at him like <laughs> and picks up the rock it's like I got you you know it's probably a smart move to suck up to the boss but it always leaves a bad taste I I, I had a bad taste after the Pfeiffer thing I didn't think that the, the shot the knockout shot was all that I mean, we've seen a lot of knockout shots. Why was this one special? What's the big deal about this one? It was like it seemed like people were trying to, you know, silks per sow's ear type deal. But I just didn't see it. I didn't. I was not impressed. The guy will not enter my field of cares by the next fight. I don't. What am I missing? Joe Pfeiffer's the guy that said he thanked Dana White for giving yes. him money to yes. find a place. That's what I was saying. The yes. confusion. Yes. Yes. I can understand why I would thank him for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's something entirely different than just bootlicking. If Dana gave him some money so that he could find a place to stay, that that's an entirely different thing, and it deserves a thanks. But as far as, you know, just straight up, you know, slobbering, yeah, we're not we're not fans of that. But anyways, yeah. we are going to move on. Uh, Rodri- Rodrigo Nascimento beating Tanner Bozer. Um Tanner Bozer, what are we to do with him? I I think they need to go ahead and cut him. Yep. Well, what what do you guys think? Because that's three in a row. I Tanner, mean, who? Tan- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, somebody. You know, listen, getting cut is no longer. If we look at the guy who fought uh, 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 Hakeem uh, last week, Dewadu, uh, yeah. Yeah, do, yeah, do, uh, do, uh, Julius uh, DeRosa. I mean, that that that's not getting cut is no longer the kiss of death it used to be. Right. There are enough places where you can go to reestablish. It, it is like it is. It, it's more like baseball. The second baseball reference where you get rotated into the minors and you could work your way back in. It's not the kiss of death. Right. And I think I think Tanner Bozer maybe that's the place for him to be now. Well, yeah. it's also there, there's a point that not everybody's cut to be a top fighter and he i don't see him progressing in the sport and you got to make room for the new guys i mean that's the sad truth you can't like just say oh you have guaranteed job security as a fighter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's right absolutely 
Now we're going to move on to a fun fight. I really like this fight a whole lot. I'm a huge fan of Anthony Fluffy Hernandez, and he got one of the two technical submissions. Eugene, you had to love this arm triangle. I, I didn't see it. Oh, no. You got to go back and watch this. Mark, I will. Marc-Andre Barrio is a tough guy. It's really, really hard to finish him. And mm -hmm. Anthony Hernandez went in there and... That fight was just bonkers. That was a good fight, and I would recommend watching that one. So, is, if, is, if, sorry, if, is that the fight where the guy dropped him on the spiked his head? Yes. <laughs> okay, just wanted to keep the fights. I yeah, there's there, a lot of fighters I don't know on these cards. All right, next up we have Damon Jackson. Eugene, yeah. you were yes, you, you, you. I, we should have listened to you because you were on yep. the fence and we talked you into Pat Sabatini because Pat Sabatini probably should have won this. But Damon Jackson, where did the ground and pound, where did the knockout stuff come from? He's a grappler. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> He's a grappler. Go, he just won't go back to the factory. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what? He's a. Uh, his record is pretty good, twenty-two and four. That's not a bad mm. record at all. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, but I, but who did I listen to again? Who 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 did I listen John to? John Nash. <laughs> it was John Nash. Well, your big mistake. Right yeah. there. It was John. Yeah. But yeah. that just yeah. put that just put Damon Jackson on a four-fight win streak. Yeah. So yeah. and Pat Sabatini is a good good fighter so this um this is quite the notch in his belt i i really like that win yeah, Dad, did yeah, you get yeah, a yeah. chance to see it since you were the one that talked him into pat sabatini john's very very quiet john yes i'm right here <laughs> Yeah, he was just hoping that you would forget you asked him the question. Oh, so he I didn't hear that. Someone was making noise. I'm guessing it was Eugene was moving something while you were asking, Steph, because I heard I missed my name being said. Oh, stop it! I oh, wasn't there was, moving at all. Everybody heard that. Everybody heard that you were making noise. We know. No, that. I was just looking at my black belt to go. Look how wonderful it looks sitting there. <laughs> Now I forgot the question. God damn it. <laughs> I was just curious what you thought of Damon Jackson. Oh, I, I, again, I, I mean, I really wasn't paying close attention because I was at, I was actually at work, but I, I was impressed with the finish. I went, I went back and hit the rewind to see the end of the fight. I was, it was some great pound, you know, ground and pound. All I can say is it's hard for me to get like really big of these. I don't watch the contender series and like half the card was guys out of the contenders the last couple yeah. months, you know, yeah, so. Yeah. All right. Well, next up we have Trevin Giles getting the win over Lewis Kashi and it was a fight that happened. Uh, yeah. Here's a fight that I loved and John, you should have gone ahead and picked it. Loma Lukbunmi. Man, yep. you know what? You cannot bully her. I don't care how much bigger you are than her. You just can't bully her. And then um, later, much later, she didn't do it on the mic in the cage. She waited. So, Eugene, you can't say anything here, but she spoke about uh, in, in between the, her last fight and this one that she had real problems, bouts with depression, suicidal ideation, self-harm. Mm. And mm. I mean, man, that broke my heart when I watched that clip of her talking about it. But it was mm. nice seeing her get this win. Denise Gomez acquitted herself well too, though, especially mm. for someone that's um pr pretty fresh. 
on the yeah. scene. So I loved this fight. It was a very, very good fight. Yeah, I, I felt I didn't see the fight, but I felt bad afterwards. I didn't pick her because I've been on her bandwagon mm-hmm, for a while and sure I felt have. like I betrayed her. And then I saw the post fight comments mm-hmm. and it goes it really hit me because I have a friend going through very similar stuff right now. So it's like, man, did I did I let Loma down? Did I really leave, let did. her down by not? And she won. <laughs> I know that's the worst part. I could have really used that win. <laughs> a friend, of, a friend of mine is trying to make a, a dating decision, and he's like, oh, "Okay, she's nice. Okay, well, that's kind of good. Uh, you know, she's got OCD. I go, well, you know, OCD is not too bad. She's got Tourette's. Uh, well, okay, Tourette's is now uh, you can manage that. Uh, uh, she, she, she self harms." I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like the trifecta, you got three red flags. Move on, man. The plenty of lot of women in Los Angeles, John. I mean, uh, you know, plenty of women in Los Angeles. So, well, that's not, yeah, but that's just, I mean, it's even worse than that. So I gotta, you know, <laughs> uh, right. I'm, I'm sure these are different different people we're talking about, but yeah. still. All right, we have. Uh... The prospect that everyone was talking about, Daniel Saluber, he got octagon shock, I think. He went in there and he he lost his very first fight. He was 12-0 when he came in. And he's a very good fighter because I did check out some of his previous fights. He's a very good fighter. He should have whooped Trey Ogden, but you know what? Trey Ogden wasn't having it. And he put the whooping on Daniel Zaluber. And I think it comes down to how tentative Zaluber looks. Yeah. And I, yeah. I firmly believe that when you get on the big stage, you got to have a certain mindset. And Eugene, you've spoken about this as you have as well, John. So I think that's what we got with Daniel Zaluber. So I'm willing to give a take a flyer on him this time and give him one more shot next time we didn't but you know but that doesn't always there's a guy and i'm not going to mention him because those of you who know will know but there's a guy who came in with tons of of promise and uh then he just disappeared from the oopsie and what had happened was and people uh, again i don't want to put the guy on front street he had such his stage fright was so bad that he was booked and they said, you know, get ready because we're about to make the walk. Couldn't find the guy. He left. Wow. Left. Brandon Vera told me um, one time when I interviewed him that every single time he had a fight, every single time that he puked right before he made his walkout, that it was just he he couldn't he couldn't handle it. That no matter what, if his stomach was empty. He, he's still dry heaved. He said that the the pressure was so much that he had to puke every time he walked out, that that's how bad yeah. it was for him. Yeah, I think, you know, it was and this is an instance of where I think wrestlers just do better because wrestling is all about, you know, you're sitting there with your team before. But they call your name, you see your bracket, and it's you, your coach slapping you on the back, and you walking out there alone. You do, you add, you know, a couple of thousand people. It doesn't make a big that big of a difference. It's still you against, well, fundamentally you against you, but yeah, you at least one uh, one other person. So if that's not been your background, you, you know, I mean, you, you look at Cain Velasquez and and like Daniel Cormier when they first started, they did not seem to be, you know, did not seem to be carrying the extra large large burden walking in there. So, John, 
Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, a lot of athletes you hear that have that that throw. There's a quarterbacks, the NFL, a lot of guys that have that pitchers and baseball mm-hmm. that have heard that they just get the 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 adrenaline is so much and the nervousness is so much they have to throw up before a fight. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. for this guy, I mean, I I don't I just it's it's too early to tell. I mean, that's why. As a prospect, it's interesting to follow, but it's always I. It's I mean, how many fit prospects have we had in this sport where people said that's the next big thing, and then he kind of burns out? So mm-hmm. to me, it's always like it's interesting to follow a prospect, but it takes several fights before like I'm really on your band. I'm on the bandwagon now. I'm. I think this is the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I say I'm. I'm gonna give him one more shot. Yeah. He can't rise Maybe. to the occasion. That's two two in a row. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm not gonna. Well, how old's that guy again? This kid? Uh, Daniel Zaluber. I believe he's like 25. Hang on. Uh, it's still pretty fair. I mean, 23. Yeah, he he he's a baby. Yeah. He could have a couple steps back and still recover and, and turn. You know, and then still be a strong fighter by his 30s. So it's yeah. All right. So we get to a fight. This probably will make Eugene happy because he is a fan of Jillian Robertson. Now you guys didn't pick this fight. I did. I picked Mariah Agapova and for a while there, it looked like she might've been on her way to winning until, you know, the fight got to the ground and Jillian Robertson does what she does best. And she made all the proper adjustments because she was hanging on to that choke. She was not letting it go. And I was mm, mm, worried mm. that she was going to burn her arms out until I saw Mariah's tongue in between her <laughs> teeth. And I thought I, I had to hide my, my eyes because I thought for sure she was going to bite her freaking tongue off. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had it sticking out. She was foaming at the mouth. And I was like, Oh my God, this crazy girl is going to bite her tongue off. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Fortunately, they, they, you know, it got stopped. Anyways, Jillian Robertson got the win. I know that had to be something that you enjoy because it was one of only two subs on the whole card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, All right. Next up, we have Javid Bashra getting an absolute beautiful victory over Tony Gravely. I mean, he owned Every single round of that fight, that was a nice performance. He jumps up to 13 and 0, and I want to see more of this guy. He is looking pretty damn good. And Tony Gravely is not an easy out either, but he's beaten uh, Trevin Jones and Tony Gravely back to back. Those are good wins. John, did you see this? <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't found the green button oh my god i think my mouse died on me just now oh i have no i'm sitting there like god. feebly trying to hit the yeah. unmute button because you yeah. know i don't want to make noises like someone but now yeah okay oh, Fe- you got it right with feebly well that was oh my god it was pathetic it was like just like a just an arrow an inch away I'm like oh my god they're gonna mock me i gotta get in there before eugene says something <laughs> Uh, no, and all that to say, no, I missed this fight. Okay, well, we're finally getting to the fight you've been dying to talk about. Nicholas Mata getting that crazy finish really quick. 349 into the first round. Left hook, ground strikes. It was a very, very good performance. It was a bonus-worthy performance. But I think that Nicholas Mota putting out into the atmosphere that he was living out of his car, living in the favelas, living in people's basements, broke as a damn joke how 50000 would help him so much. When you ask for it, it's almost like kryptonite. 
you're not going to yeah. get it. Yeah. And that yeah. sucked because his story was so sad. Yeah. 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 These, I mean, but what is it? Somebody once coined the phrase disability virility. Like, you know, that somehow because I'm being candid about my miserable life that I'm somehow significant. I, I don't know. I mean, these are not, they just make me think about, you know, things that they're just a depressing I don't know. I, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask uh, uh, John, being financials columnist that he is, about the payouts at ADCC because um, I was curious. But I, I was only doing that because I was looking for a port in the storm where I could think about a combat sport and not be depressed about it. Yeah, you're gonna be depressed because that no oh. no jujitsu pays out real well. I mean, ADC probably pays better than any. But it's not huge. They, they're not bringing home hundreds of thousands or anywhere close to it. They're bringing home thousands. Oh, man. But I think the um, the prestige of it is what matters. And there's yeah. a lot of sponsors that, that are out there, too, for, for those jujitsu guys, if you're high level. Yeah. But anyways, all right, John, let's hear from you about Nicholas Malta. Well, I didn't see the fight, so I have not much to add. I, so I just saw the comments afterwards. What do you think about them just totally snubbing him for a bonus when he, this was this this fight was definitely bonus worthy? Well, they nice don't, you know, they can't. If you ask for, it, they can't give it to you because then you they need you hungry all the time. They need you, you know, that you were. They need that. Uh, it's kind of like the Mongols when they'd come into a, a city and sometimes they'd say, "If you surrender, we'll have mercy," and if you don't, we'll sl-, they still and then they still would surrender. And they'd slaughter everybody because they wanted that con- that confusion amongst the next city what's the yeah, right. create the panic mm. and so no i i mean i mean it's sad the thing about me is like i don't expect the ufc to give everybody huge money because in some ways it's you know it's let's be true that these guys aren't the people just entering the ufc are not driving re- revenue but but they deserve something because ufc is making a lot my my thing is when people they Corey had a comment once about fans are like, oh, that's good money, 10 and 10 or 20, you know, 20, 30,000 dollars for only a few minutes of work. And like this guy's a prime example. It's not a few minutes of work. It's a decade of d- deprivation and poverty and hard work to get to the point where you can start making any money. And so whenever fighters get paid, he's not getting paid for that fight. He's getting paid for the decade or more, two, three decades sometimes of training and effort and work to get to that point. It's also an entire training camp. It's a heavy investment into your food and your trainers and your training partners and your management and everything else that you require to get there. All right. Well, maybe you got that secret bonus. Let's hope. That's what I was thinking. I was hoping that maybe somebody floated them a little something. It's just weird that the response, like, I don't know. Like I said, I know about three billionaires and they're so tweaky about money that it's really super unattractive. Like the most unattractive thing about them to me is how weird they are about money. Right. Like, uh, one of them, <laughs> like I, we were in the freshman dorm together. They are now safely ensconced in being comfortably attached to their money. So this is a long time ago. And I remember saying, Hey, uh, you have, I need a, I need some change. I'm going to do my laundry. Do you have a, and literally, literally I get like, I, I gave I, I, the, the money that exchange hand had me 15 cents less than, than I said, you know, 
like they came out in the minus side. And uh, and as I'm leaving uh, her room, she goes, I want that money, like that, that 15 cents, like really quite serious. Right. Like you're not going to exploit me just because I've got a billion dollars. Fifty. So I you know, I get it. I didn't know that she had this money then. So I do the laundry, but I could tell she was serious. And I go to my roommate and say, let me 15 cents. I got to go give it to what's his face. And he gives me the money and, and I rush down to her room and I go, Hey, here's, here's the, the 15 cents. And then she looks at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> like 15, you killed yourself. What are you kidding? So it's like, you can't have it both ways. So the guy asked for the thing and you don't give it to him because of course you can't ask. Oh, that's unseemly. And he doesn't ask for it. And you go, well, he didn't ask for it. So I'm not going to give it. Uh, exactly. I got you. Gabe. I got you. Gabe. You're uh, just not giving out bonuses. All right, fine. Just, just say that, you know? Right. That sucked. That really sucked. But anyways, we must move on. We do have a card to break down. It is a couple of weeks out. Don't worry. We're going to have some content to fill in. But for now, Eugene, I need you to well, do Eugene, your thing. Well, Eugene, take sorry, to, sorry to interrupt. So, Eugene, take your time. I'm gonna run and get some batteries for my my uh my mouse. Crybabies, bedwetters, greedy bread gobbler, work shy individuals, fault finders, malingerers. This has less to do with your skills and talents as a fighter, and much more to do with the marketing heft and weight put behind you by the overlords at the now no longer failed IPO folks at Endeavor and or the Baldwin and the Oofsi. If you don't like being on the don't care side of the equation, the solution is simple. Fight an exciting fight. Until then, don't come crying to us bedwetters. Slower, slower, a little slower. Oh my goodness. Eugene is mad at me because I asked him to repeat himself. <laughs> Eugene, I just wanted to hear your well, voice. Well, because I, I was stepping on his line on purpose. That was my stagecraft. But I, you know, I got to make the people I work you. with happy. So there yeah. you go. I, I I'm impressed. They ran to the hardware store and back just like that. Yeah, I need to hear you. <laughs> we don't want to hear John underneath you. We want to just hear you when you do that. Uh, yeah, okay, there you go. You're the hey. You're the front man. He's wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're both the front men. Come on. I'm the backup singer. All right. So we do have a, a, an okay card here. Once again, it's there's a bunch of filler in it. I will say that. There's some filler. But there are some good fights sprinkled amongst them. This, again, is a 14-fight card, but there's bound to be some fall-offs. So I don't even worry about seeing that 14 there anymore because literally every week somebody's falling mm -hmm. off a card. So here we go. We're going to start with Jessica Panay taking on Tabitha Ritchie at Women's Strawweight. I don't care. It's not relevant. It's the first fight on the card and Panay has, you know, she's coming off a loss and this is probably a fight that she will need to win. But again, don't care. Anyone? Yeah, no, no, don't care. No. Okay. All right. Next up, Alexi Olianik taking on the god Ilir Latifi. I don't care. How about that? I do not care. Oh, that's that, that's bold. I care. Okay. How could you possibly care? And, <laughs> and it's a heavyweight. You and, and I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, and I'm going for Alexi because I'm liking his submission record, so I'm going for Olianik. Olianik. All right. You know my answer. 
<laughs> okay, next up we get to Maxime Grishin taking on Philippe Linz at 205. Do not care. No, I don't care. Moving on. <laughs> All right, at lightweight, we have Jesse Ronson taking on Joaquin Silva. It's not a fight that matters. I do oh. not care. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I don't care. I, I'm honestly drawing a blank on these fighters. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, Yerzinho Rosenstrike taking on Chris Dalkhouse. I do care about this one. They are ranked. I'm going to take Rosenstrike. I think that he has the power to stop Chris Dalkhouse. So. It's mm-hmm. a heavyweight. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's a heavyweight bolter on kind of losing streaks, even though against the top. I, I got to They fall because it's heavyweight. They fall out of my care. Oh, right. you know, I'll probably watch it, but I just not. Okay, well, next up, we have women's bantamweight, Yulia Stoliarenko taking on Chelsea Chandler. Don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care. All right. No. John? Okay. Nope. Next up, at middleweight, this one is relevant, and it's actually kind of a decent fight. Christoph Yako taking on Brendan Allen. Brendan Allen, submission king. Christoph Yako has some good submission game, too. Uh Decent fight here. I'm going to take Brendan Allen. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a safe and smart bet. Nah, I'm okay with that. I can't. I, I mean, Yako is almost a gicta for me, so I'm okay with uh, picking Brendan Allen here. John? Oh, I, uh, I got to go the opposite. You're going to go with Yako? Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why? Why? Hold on. Go. Why? I just, you know, I think he's, I think he can win this. And that, you know, you seem really hard. You, your heart seems set on the other guy. So I got to, you know, Alan. So, so, gotta, so, uh, so, so, okay. Here's so, fight. I go with Yako's you. Recent, what's what's Yako's re- recent record been? Usually, usually you just say what I've said. So that's why it's. Okay. I, I, okay. I don't know. I know he has a win over Mearshart. And he lost, I remember he lost to Strickland a while ago. He's got his two wins are over Mearshart and Sirkinov. And then he has a loss hmm. to Strickland right before that. Now, Brendan Allen has uh, his late. He's on a three fight. Uh, no, two fight streak. Um, Sam Alvey. But we're going to put that to the side because he did beat Jacob Malkoon, who is very good and super tough. So I like that win. I think it holds a lot more weight than the than Gerald Mearshart or um, Serkinov. Okay, that's yeah. Yeah, I I mean Misha Serkinov, I would put that that well shit. You know Gerald Mearshart's looking pretty pretty good lately. I don't know. I'm still gonna take Brendan Allen. I like his game better. I do. So I'm yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I, challenge I, you on yeah, that. Yeah. John. I'm taking Jacko. You're going to take Jacko or Brendan Allen? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sticking with Allen. Okay. All right. Next up, Randy Costa taking on Guido Canetti at 135. I don't care. It's probably going to be a good fight, but I don't care. It's not relevant. Gents? (laughs) Yeah, not. This isn't relevant enough to. It's uh, UFC. I'll say one thing. You know, like last card turned out to be like a lot of enjoyable fights, and you always have that. It's the the difference is you can watch these cards and they're enjoyable, but it's not like they're chop full of like really important fights. They're just no. full of guys that are pretty good, and you'll get you know if you want entertainment, watch it. Just don't complain to me about that. That right. I don't think it's relevant. Now we have a six fight <clears throat> main card, and we are g- getting ready to officially enter it. Now this curtain jerker for the main card is not a relevant fight, but it's a damn banger. 
Mike Davis doesn't know how to be in a boring fight. And uh, Vyacheslav Borshev is a late replacement, and I feel like he is just basically going to be fodder here. But he's a good wrestler, so I don't know. But I just think that Mike Davis takes this. I am going to pick this fight. It's not relevant. I have to reiterate that. But it's a banger, and there's a reason they put it on the main card. So I'm going to take Mike Davis here. Uh, it, it could be entertaining. I just I can't get I can't recommend it. I can't say it's a, a fight I, I care about because it's it's a fight. If it's on, I'm definitely going to watch it and probably enjoy. It, but I can't. I, I don't feel any impulse to sit down and make sure I watch it. Okay, Eugene. I don't care. Okay. I, don't, I don't care. All right. Next up, Sodiq Yusuf taking on. Don Shianis, and I don't care. I like Sodiq Yusuf, but I, I don't know enough about Don Shianis or Shianis or whatever to uh, invest myself in this. So I don't care. No, no, I don't care. Yeah, Yusuf is relevant, yeah. but yeah, I don't know the, the uh, maybe he's a ma- massive prospect, but I, I can't. I- all right, next up, Hani Barcelos taking on Trevin Johns. I like this fight. It is at Bantamweight. It's slightly outside of relevancy, but I don't care. It's going to be a banger. I'm taking Barcelos. He's looking good lately. 16-3, and three, can't go wrong. Mm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. Okay. John? Uh, yeah, so the Jones, I, yeah, he's not relevant. He knocks it off for me. Okay. Uh, all right, next up, I don't know where this fight came from, but okay. John Castaneda taking on Daniel Santos at 135. I mean, this is clearly the uh, the 135 show, but I don't care. How about that? Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Don't care. We are into the co-main event. Randy Brown taking on Francisco Trinaldo. This isn't exactly relevant, but it's a banger, and I'm going to pick it. I'm picking Randy Brown. Because at some point, 44-year-old Francisco Trinado's got to fall off, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Are you, Eugene, you going to watch this or are you going to go see a movie with me? What do you want to do? Yeah, I don't I don't really. I mean, I feel like I should be supportive because it's the main event. But, like, why? No, it's the co-main. Why? It's why, co-main. Why should, what? This is the co-main it, event. It's the co-main event. Oh, okay. Well, it's a co-main. I feel I should be supportive anyway of Randy Brown, who I typically have liked. But Trinaldo is like my age, right? So, what? come on. Come on. Why do they keep doing this? I mean, I'm sure these guys need the money, but the fact that they need the money, it just sends me down a dark spiral of, of, of you know, um, can of I tell uh, you about, can morbid wait. self-attention. Well, I don't care. You I don't care. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, wait, wait, oh, wait. Sorry. Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you some things, okay? This is Francisco Trinaldo's record. He is 5-1 in his last six. He has beaten Bobby Green, John McDessie, Jai Herbert, Dwight Grant, and Danny Roberts. He's only lost to Muslim Salikov. This dude defies Mm -hmm. age. And um, if I'm... Tell me if I'm mistaken... Randy Brown, didn't he beat Cass Williams and Dwight Gooden? Not Dwight Gooden, I just say that. The Gooden guy. Yes. And Alex Oliveira right before that. <laughs> oh, so he's, yeah. So that's that, that's why I, I was thinking of these. Both these guys are in pretty strong runs lately. Mm-hmm. And they are both good. So, but, okay. Do you find yourself caring? Yes. I, I mean, at this point, I do. I care enough. I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, God. I, it, it, they're, 
let's say if I had plans, I might stick to my other plans, but I do care. This fight, I would sit down and say, I, I should watch this fight. So I do, I, this enters my care. Oh, God. Okay. Well, okay. Let me think. No, let me think this. I mean, if I'm going to be there for the headliner, I'm probably going to be there for this one, right? So I would have to be I would have to be morally opposed to it to say I'm sitting here watching the fight, but I'm choose I'm going to make a sandwich during this one because I'm choosing to refu- I'm refusing to acknowledge its, its existence, and that's kind of nutty. I don't feel that strongly about it, and I, I'll pick Team Old Guy. How about that? Oh wow, you're gonna pick uh, you're gonna pick against Randy Brown, who you typically like. I typically like, but that's not a good reliable indicator. He's lost times I've picked him, you know. All right, John. Uh, well, hold I on. Oh, you... Let me let me let me think. No, whoa, 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 let me have my hands not off the piece here. Let me think about it. who's Randy beat in his most recent run. All right, hang on. Let me open this. He up. Beat I remember Chaos Williams. That was a little while ago. Chaos Williams, Jared Gooden, Alex Oliveira, Warley Alves, Brian Barbarina. The the only loss inside of there was Vicente mm. Luque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll pick Brown. That seems a safe bet. All right. Now, I assume, John, you're taking Brown or are you taking Trinaldo? Well, I mean, it's either that or I, they put a hickey and Boggs on canopy. So there's there's that there's the chance I might be watching that next week. But no, I'll, I'll probably take Brown. All righty. OK, now we get to the main event and it is a decent main event. Mackenzie Dern taking on Yan Xiaonan. That's a good fight. I'm going to take Mackenzie Dern, though, because... Yan Nan has struggled a little bit when she is up against someone with with some salt to him. She her, she's on a two fight losing streak to Marina Rodriguez and to Carla Esparza. Now, Mackenzie Dern's only loss in like her last five or six fights has been to Marina Rodriguez. Other than that, she's been pretty sterling over. Okay, in six fights, she has one loss, and it's to Marina. But she has beaten recently Tisha Torres, Nina Nunes, Verna Janiroba, Randa Marcos, Hannah Sleefers. This is a good fight. I, I'm going to take Dern, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow Yan Jalan pulled it off. But I look at her wins before these two losses, and they were to uh, Claudia Gadelia and Carolina Kowalkowicz. Carolina was on that terrible, terrible losing skid, and Claudia was on her way out. Mm-hmm. And then before that, Angela Hill. Before that, Siri Kondo, Viviani Pajeda, Kylan Curran. So the level of competition is much different between the two, I think, as far as their wins. So I don't know. I, I just feel like this is Dern's time, so I'm going to take Mackenzie Dern. That's that. Yeah, I'm. Um, I, I started to have. I was. <laughs> you know how John used to be every time you Rose Namaji Ajujujujunis came up. You know how weird he was. John, when he when her name came up, uh, I, you know, I'm an honest guy, so I'm gonna say when they start bringing up Mackenzie Dern's name and they do a little video package, I was like, hey. Mackenzie Dern, and then I, I felt ashamed of myself. And I'm a big <laughs> Mackenzie Dern fan, so yeah. <laughs> so you know what? Yeah. Sometimes I look at Mackenzie, especially when they show her on the beach, and I become ashamed of myself too. 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're so unprofessional. You guys just have you're just not you're not fit for the sport. You gotta be I'm talking about her jujitsu skill. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's exactly. That's, that's what good, I'm talking about too. Especially when she's doing it on the beach. In a yeah. tiny little beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You, well, you got a good line now, Eugene. We, we, uh, I see you have a black belt too. We should train together sometime, you know. What's that? You like to wear your black belt on your head too? <laughs> oh, I'll be wearing it this way for at least a month because I figure if you got one, you understand. And if you don't, I don't really care. <laughs> so, John, how are you going here? Uh, I got to go with Dern. I think she's just. And she she's really good in pushing the ground. I think the fights she, she's a class uh, above most fighters in the UFC. So I'm gonna go with her. This should be a really fun fight. I mean, I haven't seen a Mackenzie Dern fight that wasn't fun. She's sloppy as hell, but her fights are always fun and exciting. So we're gonna benefit from this regardless. So looks like we have mm-hmm. a few cares here. Eugene, you had five cares. I had six cares, John. Really? Cares. Yeah, you picked um, mm. Olianik, you picked Rosenstruck, you picked Brendan Allen, Randy Brown, and Mackenzie Dern. John picked Christoph Yako, Randy Brown, and Mackenzie Dern. And I picked Rosenstruck, Brendan Allen, um, Davis, uh, Barcelos, Brown, and Dern. So that's it. Uh John But 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 there are how many how many how many fights there on the card though? Fourteen. Wait, how many? Okay. Fourteen. Oh man. <laughs> we had fourteen on this past one and we end, ended up with only twelve. So that's true. They bought yeah. cancel, but still, wow, that's a lot of fights. It I guess is. you know when you when you when you book mm-hmm. a ton of contenders, you can you can throw as many fighters you want on there. It doesn't cost anything. And off a two-week break where all the MMA fans are gonna be slobbering for anything they can get. I, I gotta say that UFC is genius because you know, we always talk about the UFC brand, which is kind of misleading because you can tell by the numbers the big events have always been pushed by the fighters, but they get it down to a science. They just have these fight nights where you know it's basically they can throw anybody on the card and you're gonna get some good because it's MMA, you're gonna get some good finishes, some good fights without even knowing, but it doesn't matter who's on those cards. They've trained the fan base just to tune into the fight nights, not caring how good the fights and the fighters are on those cards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times yeah. I'll find a fight that I really enjoy and I won't know who either of the people are. <laughs> then that's kind of sucks, yeah. but oh well. Anyways, it's time for us to wrap. Eugene, I'm going to save you for last because I'm sure you've got some, some okay. shout outs to make. But John, I'm going to start with you first today. Okay. Tell us what I you got. got. I, I got a lot of work. My actual job working six, at least six days a week. I don't know what I'm going <laughs> to yeah I, I actually work all the time it's uh de- deliveries for the fall tv schedule so we're like being we're overloaded it's ridiculous. day i mean you're lucky i made it today let's put it that way um but i'm gonna try what i got lucky. i'm gonna try to get something done i don't know I'm, I'm gonna be listening to the letter roll podcast because they, they dropped your your metal evolution series and and i gotta relive the experience of you just holding back the low-level hostility to nate every week <laughs> I, I'm yeah, really I, just, enjoying I, that. I don't know. You know, you, you you probably know more about what's going on with that than I do. 
I've just refused to tie it. There's some sort of drama happening, which I'm completely ig- ignorant of, but it's like, it's in my mind, Tempest in the teapot. The, I don't the, know. Yeah, the two points is one is I think Nate gets frustrated. You didn't listen. You didn't do all this, this the, re- the 18 hours of research he demands per episode. And, and two, <laughs> you don't agree with all the, the conclusions the series comes up with. So it, it oh derails the, see, the theme that he has. Go, I don't know what it is, but it's entertaining. Either way, I find uh, it yeah. okay. it's, it's my time in, in rock music. Late 80s, early 90s is when I was really into it. So it's perfect for me. But besides that, I got what do I? I, I don't know. I'm going to try to get something done with probably Anton this week. So we'll see what happens with that. And and also something with me. Yeah, that's uh, you know I, I'm I'm still waiting for the the, the I got Venmo stuff. Wait, we got to fill. We got we got some concerts <laughs> we need to fill, man. So it's time. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's yes. I'm saying again. I'm still waiting for that Venmo payment. You got to drop. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't got to drop shit. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I need you to show up. That's what I need. That's all. Um. So Eugene, thank your people. Yes. Oh, John, at hey not the face, right? Yeah, but you know, just the, the cool people already following me. I don't know if I want any more riffraff coming on. So that's a sign. Riffraff, follow John. Oh. Now, Eugene, who yeah. you gotta thank in your Hey listen, speech? I got I I go ahead. I said who are you gonna thank with your grand speech? Because we need a speech. You're a black belt. I need a black belt speech. Oh, um, actually, b- before I, my understanding is that Sorrell wants to keep it secret for some period of time. He only gives belts out in order to increase misery, not to diminish misery. So I think he's got a sophisticated plan to make another member miserable by by revealing that I have indeed received my black belt. So I'm not going to really go wide public with it just yet. I'm having to fight everything and my power to do that. But when he explained to me his sadistic plan for the future about how this will absolutely destroy another member, then I was on board. So I'm not going to give the thank you speech right now, especially since I don't have the certificate as well. I am going to do something pretty special, though. And if you've listened to the show this long, by which I mean you, you've gotten into close to the hour that we've been in the show and you're listening to me now, you're in the sound of my voice and you live in New York, New York City. October 6th, which is a Thursday, I'm having a special party in New York. Um, it is in Williamsburg. If you DM me through uh, through Twitter, so uh, 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 at Eugene S. Robinson on the Twitter machine, I will put your name on the list. Uh, and your name must be on the list if you're going to get in. And it's a pretty cool party. It's called The End of Nowhere. And it'll feature uh, Lydia Lunch will be there. Sophia Chang, who, who uh, signed the uh, Wu-Tang and RZA will be there. Uh, Lena Dawes, uh, heavy metal writer, will be there as well as Pilar, an uh, animator from Daria called uh, Pilar uh, Newton Katz. Um, and then I'll be interviewing them for a little bit uh, on stage. But otherwise, it's just a pretty, a pretty mellow hang. Um, so this is a special invite. To, for me, if you're listening this far into the show, clearly, if you're not listening this far into the show, you'll never hear this. DM me if you live in New York City, and I'll put you on the list. It's probably October 6th is the date. It's a big deal. It'll be pretty fun. RZA, man, I interviewed him once. He is awesome. So, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the likely, I, I, I might dangle out there the fact that he might attend, but I don't know that for sure. So, I'm not going to dangle that out there. Ah, gotcha. Well, 
that is going to wrap us up for the next two weeks but we will have content between john and eugene i will make them give me content how about that the taskmaster taskmaster yes Uh, there you go (laughs) so until next time please stay safe thank you for listening to this bloody elbow presents production To check out more of our content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is titled Bloody Elbow Presents. We're also on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Player FM, and Amazon Music. Just search for Bloody Elbow Presents and you'll get brand new shows throughout the week, including Care Don't Care, The Level Change Podcast, The MMA Vivisection, The 6th Round Post-Fight Show, 6th Round Retro, The MMA Depressed Us, Brooklyn's Corner, Exclusive Fighter Interviews, Show Money, Guest Podcasts, and Radio-Style Play-By-Play for every UFC pay-per-view. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Bloody Elbow Blog, and on BloodyElbow.com.